This episode of the Old Dogs REI Network is brought to you by Mino Studio. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is the most and least affordable U.S. real estate housing markets. But before we get started, I just uh, like to check in with you guys and see how you're doing and see if uh, you know you're you're still moving forward with your real estate endeavors, whether you're still researching and uh, uh, analyzing and learning um, or whether you are actively investing. Now, I know a lot of people that are still investing very heavily right now, even though you know you think, gosh, how can I buy in this kind of a market where prices are so jacked up. But, you know, realistically, um, there are always good markets and there's always bad markets. It's a matter of just finding them. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But before I do that, I just thought, hey, some of you guys have talked to me about, uh, man, you know, I'm looking for good mentors and I want somebody that I might be able to find out some you know, basics so I can feel comfortable enough investing and getting started. I don't know if you remember Rachel Richards. She's been a guest on our show and she was a young lady. Her and her husband uh, retired at 27. Yeah, 27 years old. She's also uh, just a whiz in terms of personal finance. Anyway, she's got this boot camp going on for about three months and it's going to happen. I think they're going to be Zoom calls uh, per, uh, I think, one per week, a live Zoom call. It's going on for three months of training. It's talking about finding and analyzing rental properties. And she's been on the show a number of times, and uh, she has a great I mean, just a great approach. And she made a ton of money and obviously enough to retire at 27. Uh, I would recommend you guys check it out. Um, There will be a link in the show notes, but um, there's going to be a lot going on. She's going to have case studies and places where you can ask questions. There's going to be regular check-ins for accountability, uh, a lot of free stuff like digital downloads of uh, uh, one of her books, Passive Income, Aggressive Retirement, and access to Rachel's documents and templates. I mean, just a lot of good stuff. So I would really recommend if you guys are looking for training and it's, you know, and this is low cost, this isn't going to be like, you know, one of these major, you know, coaches that'll charge you, you know, $20,000, $40,000. This is a a, a real affordable boot camp and and it's live. So you're going to be able to interface with her too. So anyway, check it out on our show notes. Okay, let's get into the most and least affordable U.S. real estate housing markets. Now, less than half of the homes sold 
are affordable for middle-class Americans, according to the National Association of Home Builders uh, slash Wells Fargo's Housing Opportunity Index. That's that's pretty pretty shocking, I would think, because with such so many different things going in on the market right now. Um, and uh, you know a real need for uh, em- you know employees. There's a, just a shortage of people right now in so many areas. You think that yeah, you know, they're they're and people are paying higher rates. I mean, places like Jack in the Box are paying you know twenty dollars an hour and and crazy stuff like that. So um, you know you you think that people would be able to have the funds, but. According to this survey or this index, just 48.7% of homes sold could be characterized as being within financial reach of most middle class families. That figure is likely even lower today, okay, from the original study because the data is just a few months old here. But uh, this was like the first quarter of the year and mortgage rates uh, from the end of April. um, But both have, have increased, and mortgage rates are expected to continue to climb. According to Rose Quint, who is the Assistant Vice President of Survey Research at NAHB, that's the National Association of Home Builders, uh, housing affordability is going to be an issue in this country for the foreseeable future because we expect mortgage interest rates to continue to rise. She goes on to say there are going to be Many buyers, particularly first-time home buyers, will be priced out of the market because of the increases in mortgage rates and also the increases required for down payments um, based on the very quickly rising home prices. So you've got you know home prices going up, you have interest rates going up. Um, wow, what is that going to do? Okay, but despite this rise in prices, there are still many Americans who hope to become homeowners but can't. Every time mortgage rates rise even just a quarter of a percent, about 1.3 million households are priced out of home ownership, according to NAHB. I'll repeat I'll repeat that. That's, that's really significant. Even a quarter of a percent rise and mortgage rates means 1.3 million households are priced out of home ownership. That's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, Quint goes on to say some buyers who are a little better off are waiting for competition to let up a little because if you, when you go in to buy these homes, there's 20 offers before you know the open house even happens in some cases. So demand remains very strong. There are millions of millennial home buyers out there who have reached their peak home ownership years. We're finally seeing, at first people were saying, well, millennials are just going to rent. Well, we're seeing that shift. They want to buy and that, and they're trying to buy at this time. So to come up with its findings for this index of the most and least affordable metros, NEHB assumed these the following things. Middle income families had a median income of 90000 a year, and they used a national median home sale price of 365000 the group also used a 3.86% mortgage interest rate for the first quarter of the year. Now, we know that's been going up. Uh, a 5.11 average rate from the end of April was used to figure out 
that less than half of middle-class Americans can afford to buy homes. Median income data was taken from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Home sale prices were from data provider CoreLogic, and mortgage rates were from Freddie Mac for the, based on 30-year fixed-rate loans. Okay, so that that's the data. That's that's what they're looking for uh, in some of the summary there. But let's move into the results. Uh, in our show notes, uh, the names of the cities and MSAs will be highlighted. So I thought this would be good for you in terms of the fact that you can, if it says a city and it says that it's got you know, affordable homes, well, you can click on it and it'll go right to the realtor.com page with listings of all these homes in that affordable price range. So you'll, you'll be able to see it firsthand. It's not just, okay, this is a cheap place that you can actually see these homes and even buy one if you wanted to from the link. Okay, let's go on. So what are the most affordable? Let's start with that. The most affordable housing markets in the nation. The number one most affordable large housing market for middle-class buyers in the first quarter of 2022, according to the index, was Lansing, Michigan. Okay, so that's the capital of uh, Michigan there. About 92.3% of middle-class locals could afford new and existing homes in the state capital, about a 90-minute drive west of Detroit, according to NAHB. The median home list price in the metropolitan area was about 190000 in April. That's, that's pretty cheap, at least from where I am in California here, according to the most recent uh, Realtor.com uh, data. Metros include not just the main city, but surrounding towns and suburbs of that area and smaller urban areas as well. Now, Lansing was followed by Indianapolis, and that's a place I know a lot about, and uh, with a median price range of 300000 So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see sort of a, the, the decline here in prices going uh, next to Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania, at 215000 You might be able to get a job at under Mifflin. Uh, no, just kidding. Anyway, um, uh, Rochester, New York at 200,000 and Dayton, Ohio at 215. Um, so these are pretty inexpensive. We talked about uh, Dayton and I've talked about it a fair amount. And we recently uh, had Ian on who talked about his investing in Dayton, which he's been real aggressive in. And he's seen the appreciation in that market. Uh, uh, these metros all had at least a half a million residents. They're not job powerhouses. And many don't have economies as strong as those in larger cities along the coast. In places where you have relatively more homes for sale and the population is not growing very fast, it's going to be more affordable. That's just a standard. There's a, going to be less competition so that you're going to see more affordable homes. The most affordable smaller housing market was Wheeler, West Virginia, about an hour southwest of Pittsburgh, where about 97.3% of middle-class residents could afford a median-priced home of 155000 dollars. Um, and, and that was followed by Cumberland, Maryland, with a median homeless price of 120000 Elmira, New York at 100000 Utica, New York at 185000 and Davenport, Iowa at 142000 I mean, that sounds to me like the way it should be, right? There's the, the homes that are selling in a market should be affordable for at least majority of the middle-class residents. Unfortunately, on a nationwide basis, that's not happening. But if you're an investor and you, you know, you, you're 
kind of listening to this and you're thinking, gee, you know, I'd, I'd like to check out this might be a good metro market. Let me say, you know, first off, doesn't necessarily mean that these are good rental markets. Um, you need to do your due diligence. You needed to get in there and make sure that it's got all the other elements that are needed for a good rental market. So before jumping on, wow, you know, this uh, home in Utica, New York for 100000 um, you have to be real, you know, again, you have to do your due diligence. So that was the most affordable. Let's go to the least affordable. And I know you're going to probably say this is a big duh because <laughs> most of them, well, I would say there were a few that were surprised to me, but the, the, every one of the most expensive housing markets, both large and small, were based in California, according to this same index. The Golden State is notoriously expensive with the medium home price list at 750,000 statewide. So it's crazy. This is, a, this is a nuts market. And this is one of the reasons why so many people are, are leaving. Um, Los Angeles, with a median price tag of 950,000, was the country's least affordable large housing market, with just 8.3% of middle class residents able to afford a home of their own. And this is middle class residents we're talking about. We're not talking about people that are maybe. Uh, low income. This is middle class. And the city has has been the most expensive uh, city in the country um, for the past year and a half, uh, or should I say least affordable, not necessarily most expensive. Um, next up was Anaheim. And that was actually a surprise to me because I'm in Orange County. Um, I, I didn't think that that would show up as one of the the least affordable, but apparently it is with 950,000 medium price tag uh, for their homes. Uh, and then you get San Francisco, uh, which is no surprise, I'm sure, to anybody. The average home at $1,098,000, uh, San Diego at 900000 and Stockton. Now, Stockton, I was kind of surprised about at uh, 599000 um, But uh, I understand a lot of people are leaving Silicon Valley and those that can work remotely are moving to places like Sacramento and Stockton. So that not that big a surprise, but uh, some even pricier housing markets. And there are, you know, you're going to think, gee, what about Beverly Hills? What about, uh, you know, uh, Malibu and all these areas? And you have to keep in mind that these markets didn't even make the top five because locals in those places had made higher salaries. So you, you couldn't even say that the majority of people living there are middle class um, incomes. You know, they're generally above middle class and some are, you know, are, you know, in that top 1%. So, you know, that's also something to note if you, you're wondering why those those higher priced areas aren't there. Um, now, the least affordable smaller housing market in the nation was Salinas, California, about 100 miles south of San Francisco, where there were 9.2% of residents could afford the local home prices. Uh, the median home list price there was 970000 in April, according to Realtor.com. And those prices, you know, here we are, May, this is, they're only going up still. Salinas was followed by Santa Maria, California, um, at one million four hundred fifty thousand. San Luis Obispo at one million. Napa, California, at one one million six hundred ninety-five thousand. And Santa Cruz at one million two hundred seventy-five thousand. Uh, so some of those are in uh, Santa Maria and San Luis Obispo are kind of near each other. Uh, Napa is not too far from Santa Cruz, um, so. They're sort of anomalies. You know, you also have schools there, too, heavy student populations, which could also off throw that a little bit, too. Um, but, uh, 
nonetheless, you know, they're just shows how crazy it is in, in this market. Um, now, according to Rose Quint at the NS, NASB, housing regulations make building houses in California very difficult. And that's that's a, a big reason why we, we have this kind of a crazy, there's not building even uh, low-cost housing or, or affordable housing. That lower supply of housing drives up prices and harms housing affordability. She went on to say, if you have very strong population growth and very limited inventory, it's going to remain very challenging to buy homes in that area. So there you have it. You have the, you know, the least affordable and the most affordable. Notice that the most affordable, none of them are from California, but (laughs) that's my problem, right? That's why I'm moving. Anyway, I also thought I would add in here too, some that are also affordable that, um, that, you might, you know, be able to still find some good deals in, um, but they're, um, you know, they're near major areas. Okay, so um, again, you know, this isn't going to be this going to be a big duh for you, and that that many of them are in the South. Uh, the top ten uh, sort of under the radar most affordable real estate markets that are expected to see some strong price appreciation are all below the Mason-Dixon line. According to a recent report from the National Association of Realtors, these are all places experiencing strong job, wage, and population growth, and where homes are still affordable compared with the local incomes and the rest of the economy. These are what are called hidden gems, according to a Gay Corioton, a senior economist at the National Association of Realtors. She says that uh, these hidden gems, because they have strong economies and strong job growth and lots of people are moving into those areas, you know, suggest prices should be higher, but they're still affordable. These places I'm going to be sharing with you are places that real estate investors should definitely take a look at and at least analyze. To come up with this list, uh, National Association of Realtors measured wage, job, and population growth over the past three years, as well as the number of housing permits issued over the same period in 379 metropolitan areas. The group also looked at migration and the percentage of the population aged 25 to 44, as well as the percentage of households with broadband service. Only metros with at least 200,000 residents in positive job, wage, and migration growth were considered. Many of the markets on the list uh, benefited from a shift by many companies to remote work. This has really impacted, especially in, in California, and impacted those areas that we were talking about where people, you know, can't afford Silicon Valley area or San Francisco, and they move to surrounding areas. But that's happening in all across the country uh, as a result of COVID. Um, as buyers feel more comfortable moving further out into some of these cheaper secondary cities or into newer cities, they don't have to commute to work five days a week. So they love it because they can get a big house and and uh, and still work. Uh, a lot of these markets are close to booming high price um areas. Uh, She points out that uh, she says, we're starting to see demand spilling into these more affordable areas. All the places have estimated property values below the national median of 297,506 in the second quarter of 2021. So this is most of this data comes from the the latter part of 2021 uh, and early 2022. Now, the cheapest metro was uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, with estimated values of 185571 
This small city is just a half-hour drive from Greenville, South Carolina, which is a real popular, popular and growing area, uh, and only 90 minutes from Charlotte, which is, you know, booming. Apparently, there's a, a large BMW plant there and some other, uh, you know, big business that's come into the area to help out. Now, homes in the area are also cheaper than in Greenville, where home value is around two seventeen four fifty nine, and Charlotte, where they are nearly a hundred thousand more at 286.45 the most expensive spot on the list now i'm just going to read through the list but i'm just highlighting some of the things here the most expensive spot was dallas no surprise i'm sure to our listeners where the estimated property value was 293.976 okay 293.976 dallas has become a popular destination over the past few years as large companies like toyota and charles schwab have moved their headquarters to this area and other big organizations are also expanding there as well Uh, that area has attracted workers who need places to live and is expected to keep housing prices high in in the main part. But the economy is really what's driving the market, says real estate agent D. Evans of Abby Halliday Realtors in Dallas. She doesn't anticipate prices ebbing until more new homes go up for sale. What is pushing values is all of the people moving in, and that's not, and there's just not enough inventory. So um, we know that we, you know, we were are involved technically in a uh, a large apartment complex there. The demand is huge; it's so high, it allowed us to increase rates significantly. Uh, there's just a lot of great stuff going in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So um, that one normally I'd say, gosh, you know, it's good luck finding some deals there. But you know, I clicked on the link, okay. Um, to realtor.com and I've surprisingly found a number of real affordable houses so I think it's uh it's not beyond imagination here. So so the following cities, I'm going to give you the 10 here that uh, with stronger anticipated home price appreciation. So they're, they're predicting that there will be home price increases here um, because the people are still moving in there. So that makes it uh, very possibly a great rental area. Again, do your due diligence. But um, these are the, the, the places not listed in terms of price but listed alphabetically okay so we have dallas texas daphne alabama fayetteville arkansas huntsville alabama knoxville tennessee palm bay florida pensacola florida san antonio texas spartanburg south carolina and tucson arizona well, there are uh, a lot of different places there that you guys can uh, do some homework on and see if, uh, you know, there, maybe their markets you're interested in, maybe their markets you're living in. So uh, check it out and see what, uh, what you can find out. And uh, hopefully this information will be of value to you in your real estate investing efforts. Well, that's it for now. Please note, Old Dog listeners, everything presented here today can be accessed in our detailed show notes on the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled The Most and Least Affordable U.S. Real Estate Housing Markets. And keep in mind, I have a lot of links there with these different uh, um, cities that you can look at uh, what things are going for and also some additional references too, uh, where we got a lot of this information. So that is the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. 
We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.